Welcome to Fast Company Digest, essential stories from tech, design, impact, and work life narrated by Noah App. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor and host of the New Way We Work podcast, Kathleen Davis. Here are this week's stories. First, writer Sam Becker explains the labor market mismatch between the 9.6 million job openings and the job seekers that say they're having difficulty finding work. Narrated by Noah. Listen to more of the world's best journalism on the NOAA app or at newsoveraudio.com. For NOAA, this is Michael Satow, reading from Fast Company, where on the 6th of October 2023, Sam Becker writes, The Great Mismatch, with millions of open positions, why does the job market feel so dire? The era of confounding economic data and indicators stretches on. The latest jobs report, released on October 6th, shows that the economy added 336,000 jobs during September, leaving the unemployment rate at 3.8%, a sign that the labor market remains strong, despite fears that the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes and pervasive inflation would finally start to suffocate the economy. Those numbers are in line with the latest Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, released on October 3rd, which showed the economy brimming with 9.6 million job openings. In short, there are lots of jobs out there, and lots of hiring being done, yet many job seekers are still having difficulty finding work. A recent survey published by Aerotech, a staffing and workforce management company, finds that a whopping 53.8% of job seekers believe current economic conditions and the job market are the most significant barrier or challenge in their current job search. The survey, which was conducted online during August, comprises responses from more than 1,400 job seekers and also finds that the number of workers who've been laid off in recent months tallied 6.1%, almost double from this spring. Further, more than 77% say their financial situation has gotten worse or remains unchanged from 2022. However, given that a majority of job seekers point to a tough job market as the top reason they're still having trouble finding a new position, and the recent economic data showing that there are still millions of unfilled roles and that employers are continuing to hire, there's a clear discrepancy between what job seekers are reporting and what the data shows in regard to the labor market. Bill Ruff, VP of Strategic Sales at Aerotech, says the data may be something of a mirage, as many job openings may not be what job seekers are looking for. For job seekers, an elevated number of job openings does not always equate to an elevated number of real opportunities, he says. There could also be a misalignment between those looking for work, the jobs available, and what work they're willing to accept. All of these factors have made it harder than ever for companies and talent to match with each other and it's what makes staffing partnerships so valuable for both parties. Ruff's comments may ring true. Aerotech's survey does show that more than 86% of respondents said that pay was an important motivator in their job search, while almost 71% of them said they did not receive a pay raise based on inflation over the past year. Workers may simply be unwilling to take a new role that doesn't equate to an adequate bump in earnings, which may be a necessity after two years of raising prices. Other experts say that it's difficult to draw conclusions on a broad scale, as job seekers' motivation for taking a job or not taking one can vary wildly. Although there are still 1.5 job openings for every job seeker, 
Securing a role depends on individual circumstances, says Amy Glazer, SVP at staffing agency ADECO. For example, as we continue to see companies mandating back-to-the-office days or even a full return, some candidates are hindered from applying to such roles as they search for select remote or hybrid work. Glazer also mentions that other variables, notably workplace flexibility, may be keeping workers on the sidelines. For the first time, we are beginning to see signs that flexibility in terms of work hours and scheduling is outweighing what has historically been the number one driver, salary and wages, she says. Zooming out, economists say that September's surprisingly strong jobs report resets expectations for what's ahead. The labor market picture looks very different from last month, when it appeared that job growth was slowing to a more sustainable pace, said Gus Foucher, chief economist of the PNC Financial Services Group, in a statement provided to Fast Company. Over the past three months, job growth has averaged almost 270,000, about double the long-run sustainable pace. He adds that the strong numbers increase the likelihood that the Fed will increase interest rates again in November. Glazer says that despite increasing rates and a labor market that appears to be tightening, we expect to see growth in the jobs market for the remainder of the year. She adds, industries tend to experience job gains at varying times throughout the year. However, we're optimistic for job seekers as we gear up for peak holiday shopping season when we expect industries like retail, supply chain and logistics, and others to experience a surge in hiring demand. You are listening to Fast Company, where Sam Becker writes, The Great Mismatch. With millions of open positions, why does the job market feel so dire? This article was published on the 6th of October, 2023, and was read by Michael Satow for NOAA. And next, Fast Company's branding expert Jeff Beer looks at how Major League Baseball's rule changes for the 2023 season not only made the game safer and faster, but also increased falling game attendance. For Noah, this is Sam Scholl reading from Fast Company, where on the 7th of October 2023, Jeff Beer writes, How Major League Baseball Hit a Home Run This Season by Listening to Its Fans. It all could have gone horribly wrong. When Major League Baseball announced earlier this year that the 2023 season would feature a number of key rule changes, the moves undoubtedly set off alarm bells for traditionalists of the national pastime. Yet, something needed to happen. According to Statista data, regular season game attendance had been falling for six straight seasons, from 73.8 million in 2015 to 64.5 million in 2022. The new rules included larger bases to increase safety and stolen bases, as well as new restrictions on defensive positional shifts which had been cutting down on scoring. Perhaps most impactful was the introduction of a pitch clock to force both pitchers and batters to expedite the action. Chris Marinak, MLB's Chief Operations and Strategy Officer, says all of these changes and tweaks are the result of a comprehensive research effort in listening to fans. We didn't just come up with these like, hey, this is a good rule for the baseball people, says Marinak. It was about asking, how do we make the game better for fans? How do we listen to them and design a rule change that addresses that feedback? Enter the pitch clock. We spent a lot of time trying to look at the composition of the game on the field. 
and analyzing it for trends that exist in the fan base today, and really listening to what our fans had to say, says Marinak. The pitch clock really attacked a lot of those things we heard. Take away some of the dead time. Speed up the end of the game to make it more accessible to younger fans. Get more action in the game like stolen bases. And it's been a resounding success. As the playoffs get into full swing, Marinac and the league are looking back at a historic regular season. Overall attendance for 2023 rose to almost 71 million. That's a 9.6% increase over 2022. The average attendance per game of 29,295 is up 9.1%, marking the highest percentage growth in 30 years. 17 clubs attracted more than 2.5 million fans for their home games this year, matching the most in MLB history. Meanwhile, MLB.tv recorded its most streamed season in its 21-year history, with 12.7 billion minutes watched, surpassing 2022's record of 11.7 billion. Listen to the fans, grow the game. It sounds simple. Sage advice for any brand. But changing baseball across 30 major league teams, as well as 120 minor league affiliated clubs in North America, is complicated business. The league rolled out a fun, energetic new brand campaign at the start of the season, created by its new creative agency, Wyden and Kennedy, that, among other things, used Brian Cranston to tell fans the rule changes were by request. Behind the creative hype, MLB worked over years to make this happen, first instituting rule changes in the minors before introducing them in the show. We have this great platform in the minor leagues where we have a real test bed for new ideas, which is a luxury, says Marinac. It's something that we can use for game changes or even venue ideas before they get to the major league level. You'll see more of that in the future. The other major change in 2023 that Marinac credits with likely contributing to the increase in fan attendance is the new balanced schedule, where every MLB team played one another in a single season for the first time ever. That really opened up the idea of promoting our star players, getting them into more markets, more exposure for all our great teams and players, says Marinac. It created a lot of interest and excitement particularly for someone like Shoei Otani, who had one of the best seasons in baseball history, and every team got to play against him. Between the minor and major leagues, baseball sees 100 million people go to games every season, more than all the other major North American pro sports leagues combined. Marinag says that scale allows the league to discover insights and get feedback quickly. The MLB Ballpark app is one of the top downloads in App Store's sports category, and the league has been upgrading and building on it since its launch in 2012. Digital ticket use, for example, has grown from about 17% in 2017 to 93% this season. That's not incremental growth, that's transformational, says Marinac. Now we're starting to add more experiences on top of that like push notifications letting people know where the best and easiest spot to get food in the ballpark is, how to upgrade their seat, how to buy a ticket for next time, just always looking for ways to provide a better overall experience. The league also started a pilot project in Philadelphia, testing facial recognition ticketing called Go Ahead Entry, allowing fans to walk through security without having to stop to open bags or be checked individually. 
The Phillies use Evolve Technologies AI sensor tech that screens attendees without them having to remove cell phones, cameras, coins, and keys and place them in a screening bowl or be checked individually with metal-detecting wands. For someone with a family of four or five, it's just a free-flow, straight walk into the ballpark, says Marinac. The scanners see your face, know you have four tickets, and three people walk right in with you. These are the types of incremental improvements that are just amplified because of the sheer scale and volume we have at our ballparks every day. Overall, Marinac sees the process that led to this pivotal season as a lesson in change management. There's always politics and personalities involved in making decisions, but we really stuck true to the core, which is the fan, he says. That's why these changes were so successful, because we really did listen to fans, and it all came from that. Everything from the product on the field to the overall ballpark experience, it's incumbent on us to listen to what they have to say. The World Series is still very much up for grabs, but the league is already celebrating this season as a winner. You were listening to Fast Company, where Jeff Beer writes, How Major League Baseball Hit a Home Run This Season by Listening to Its Fans. This article was published on the 7th of October, 2023, and was read by Sam Scholl for NOAA.